You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 73 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, Certified Elder Law Attorney and Partner at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're speaking with Chad Richards, a financial advisor at Rock Castle Wealth Advisors, about Social Security benefits. Welcome, Chad. Hi, thank you, Barbara. I appreciate you having me as a guest. Well, we know that Social Security certainly can be complicated, right? It is. It can be really complex and confusing. There's a lot of moving parts and We really recommend uh, using all of the resources of the Social Security Administration and other professionals to help with these decisions. What are some of the important milestones and ages that our listeners should know about when it comes to Social Security? Yeah, good question. You know, first, I think I should say that the basis for Social Security retirement benefits is your primary insurance amount, PIA, and that equals your your full retirement age benefit. And so uh, that is depending on your your age or when you were born is when that full retirement age is. So if you were born before or sorry, between 1943 and 1954, your full retirement age is 66. And then after age or after year 1960, uh, then the full retirement age is 67. And then you go ahead. Were you oh, I was just going to say, that's my magic age, 67. <laughs> and then uh, age 60 is when you can first start getting Social Security survivor's benefits if your spouse passed away. Age 62 is when you can get your earliest. That's the minimum uh, Social Security retirement benefit you can get. So that's the earliest you can start drawing. And then age 70 is when you can get the maximum Social Security benefit. So those are the primary ages to think about. Uh, That's awesome. I think a lot of people think about that year that they can start taking Social Security the very earliest. They don't think about some of these other implications of full retirement age and, and that magic year of waiting until you're 70 really to start drawing is beneficial for some people. So what are some of the things to watch out for when you choose to start drawing Social Security? Well, one of the things to consider is after full retirement age, your benefit increases automatically 8% per year. So that's a really good return on investment by waiting to take that Social Security. Uh, The maximum you can draw right now is $3,148. But there also is some earnings and some income limits you have to be aware of. So, for example, if you begin withdrawing or taking Social Security at age 62, age 63, anything prior to full retirement age, you can only earn $18,960 in W-2 or 1099 earnings. Um, Anything above that is they're going to withhold a dollar for every $2 of earnings above that limit. So basically you lose half your benefit for every dollar above that limit you earn. 
And then as far as uh, the uh, earnings or the income limits, that's a little bit different. That's your adjusted gross income plus your non-taxable interest plus half of your Social Security. So that's your kind of combined income that they look at. And if you're married filing jointly, under $32,000 of combined income, then you don't have to worry about your Social Security being taxed. But if you make between thirty-two dollars and $44,000 of that combined income, 50% of your Social Security benefits do become taxable. So they're included in income and taxed. Wow. And then if you earn over $44,000, then 50 to 85%, depending on how much you earn in there over that $44,000, can become taxable. So you can have up to 85% of your Social Security benefit become taxable if you have, say, an income of sixty or $70,000 from pensions, you know, half your Social Security, um, capital gains, dividends, so forth, yeah. interest. So if you start taking early, like less than your full retirement age, and then you're also working, not only do you cut yourself short of that possible 8% growth in your Social Security benefit, you're actually increasing the, the amount, you're, you're decreasing your benefit by increasing your tax liability. That's why we always tell folks to definitely discuss this with their financial advisor if they're when they're contemplating starting to draw their social security and and wanting to know what all can that do to my income and my taxes can you yeah. touch on another type of social security retirement benefit maybe spousal benefits how yeah, do spousal right. benefits work right yeah that's confusing too and and i'll add this to your last comment one of the important reasons to get this right or the best right that you can get is you can't change it. I mean, once you've chosen what you're going to do, uh, that's it. So it can't be fixed if you make an error. Yeah, if you pick poorly, you're stuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spousal benefits is a type of retirement benefit that if is typically used for spouses that, that don't have a lot of earnings during their working years or maybe they never worked at all. And those benefits, to be eligible to get them, you have to be married for one year, or if you're divorced, that marriage had to last at least 10 years. And generally, you receive your Social Security benefit or the spousal benefit, whichever is higher. And that spousal benefit is going to be based on your spouse's benefit at their full retirement age. And they also must be receiving benefits. So, for example, you know, my wife, she starts drawing benefits at age 63. And as long as I'm full retirement age, I still get the full spousal benefit at her full retirement age, even though she took it early. So it's based on her full retirement age, but the amount I get will be based on the age that I take it. So it could be reduced if I take it before full retirement age, or, but it won't ever be higher than 50% of my spouse's full retirement age benefit. But, it, you know, again, but it could whole, be lower. It could be lower. Yeah, it'll okay. certainly be lower if I take it before my full retirement age. But gotcha. the most is 50 percent of their benefit. Well, how do spousal benefits then differ from a survivor's benefit? Well, spousal benefits, you know, are benefits, retirement benefits you get when while you're alive um, and, and both. Well, actually, your spouse doesn't have to be alive to get a spousal benefit. 
a retirement benefit. A survivor's Social Security benefit is when my spouse has passed away and I get a survivor benefit off, off of their retirement benefit. So again, using that example of my wife, she's uh, 70 years old, passes away, and her benefit was much higher than my uh, Social Security benefit. I can then switch over to hers. Um, there's a lot of ifs and buts with this benefit, but you know, to be eligible first, you have to be married for at least nine months or 10 years if you're divorced, and you must be over age 60 to get a survivor's benefit. Again, that amount that I would receive as a survivor would be based off of the benefit my deceased spouse was receiving or would have received at full retirement if they have not applied, you know, when they died. And how old I am when I apply. So there's a lot of moving parts there again. Here's a good example um, of that. Let's see, I have a note on that. So let's say that my uh, spouse was getting $1,000 a month social security benefit and they were at full retirement age. And I'm only uh, 64 years old. My survivor's social security benefit is gonna be uh, their benefit or 90% of mine, whichever is greater. So another good example to show how complex Social Security can be is, let's say that the deceased claimed before their full retirement age. So maybe they started receiving their benefits at age 63. The surviving spouse, me in the example, is first we're gonna look at the greater of the following. The benefit that the deceased was receiving or 82.5% of the deceased full retirement age benefit. Then we'll look at the widow's uh, percent based off the deceased full retirement age benefit. And then the widow's gonna receive the lesser of those two. And then if the widow's own retirement benefit becomes larger than the survivor benefit, say at age 68, then she can switch to that benefit. So there's all kinds of uh, Calculations and ifs and buts and changes that can that can happen with with a survivor's benefits pretty complicated. It does sound complicated. Well, in general, when's the best time to start receiving benefits? Is it better to wait to full retirement age, or is it better to start drawing as soon as you're eligible? Well, it depends on your situation. You know, there are many factors to decide when to start benefits. When we're working with our clients, we're you know talking about their health their marital status, their retirement resources that they have, uh, tax qualification of those resources, and uh, the other income they're receiving, to name a few. So, for example, if, if they're in really poor health, maybe, and they're single, they're probably going to want to take benefits as soon as possible, age 62, because they're not going to get the full benefit of waiting anyway. If they're married to, a, say, a non-working spouse and they have pretty limited resources, so they haven't saved a lot of other money for retirement, Social Security is a big part of their resource, they may want to delay as long as possible to maximize that survivor's benefit for that spouse, you know, if the, if the primary worker had, you know, predeceases her, um, and, and just continue, you know, to work as long as they can. And if they're married and they maybe they do have substantial non-qualified assets, so non-retirement money with low tax liability on withdrawals, they may want to delay uh, as long as possible for withdrawing from Social Security because 
they can, you know, again, get that 8% guaranteed return on investment, so to speak, with by delaying to age 70. Mm-hmm. And they can withdraw from those non-qualified assets at a really low tax liability to meet their expense needs. Wow, it sounds like a full-time job. Well, most financial professionals have some social security analyzer tools where they can plug in your specific benefit amounts and ages, and the output kind of helps determine ways you can maximize the benefits for your situation. So another reason to reach out to social security and a, and a you know financial professional to kind of help you with these decisions. So just because your neighbor, friend, or cousin did something one way and it worked out for them doesn't mean it would necessarily work out for you. You really should get some specific advice. Um, I think that would be just a good little way to wrap up, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like any other decision, it's based on your financial situation and your preferences and your, you know, all the things that relate to you are different than your neighbor. Yeah. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an aging loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness. 